motherfuckers and welcome to episode number eight of the vd clinic podcast i am here as always with my i i don't even know (laughs) this time my partner in crime (laughs) (laughs) or my partner in fighting crime how about that (laughs) there you go there we go david Hello. (laughs) hello the the boy wonder to your batman Oh, oh, okay. That's kind of scary. Yes. And I am Vanessa. I realized I didn't introduce myself. Um, (laughs) I guess I'm Batman. No, that doesn't make sense. Um, And this is our holiday episode. Uh, Yay. yay. We are only covering a movie this time around. Give us a little break. But we have chosen the Hebrew Hammer, mm-hmm. um, which I feel is a is not talked about enough. <laughs> yeah, I think it's maybe underseen, which is probably why it doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah, and it's also not super great. But we'll talk about that when we review it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I don't think I've ever heard any podcast talk about it. But then again, most of the shows that I listen to talk about horror shit. So even in passing, I don't think I've ever any, I've heard anybody reference this movie in like ages. Right, right. Well, and even then the cult and exploitation uh, podcasts that I listen to don't mm. talk about it. I've actually suggested it to BB and BC before. <laughs> um just because I was like, come on, it plays right into the exploitation genre. I mean, this is yeah. exploitation. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very big genre, but <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> there you go. But um, uh, how have you been doing? Uh, been okay. Tired. Uh, but as I was saying off air, that's my winter hibernation thing. Um. Like, it's part of the seasonal affective disorder. So, I mean, mostly, like, emotionally I've been good, which is great. It's just I'm physically tired all the time. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. So, and then it's like, I, I since I work such long days, I'm up super early and I get to bed super late. And then even on my days off, I'm up super early and I'm in bed super late. So. Yeah. But at least they moved my desk. It works. I can look out the door now, which is nice. I can see nature, although it's a parking lot. It's still daylight. God damn it. Hey, it counts for a lot. I understand completely. I'm sitting not that far away from a window, so it it makes a difference. It makes a difference, even if you don't have a view. Yeah. It's just, you know, especially because, like, having worked retail for so long, I'm so used to, like, never seeing daylight for long periods of time. Um, and then working when we moved into this, this building we're working in now, which was like a year, maybe a year ago now, some shit like that. I don't remember. Um, like I could at least kind of, there were like windows to the far right of me. So I kind of glance out and see stuff, but like now it's like literally I can just like peripheral vision. I can see outside. It's so nice. 
also incredibly distracting when people come through the door. But <laughs> I always have my headphones on, so not a big deal. It's more yeah. of just like the, the movement kind of distracts me at times, but yeah, you know. Sure. That happens. That happens anyway. How about you? How have you been? Oh, very, uh, very tired from work. It's a end of the year crunch uh, for us because um, some of what I do is finance related. So, yeah, been working crazy hours and working on my days off and mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. But anyway, seems like every time I'm talking to you, you're working on something. Yeah, and I'm crazy person bringing work home. Um, yep. And and it has to be said, we have tried to schedule the recording of this episode. <laughs> like three times, I think? I want to say four. Maybe, because I think I had to work one day, and then something happened. Something happened another day, and then something yeah. happened another day. So so maybe... My, my fucking internet went out this weekend. Yeah, that would yeah. Oh, that was infuriating. And I don't even know what they did. They just fucking... I don't know. What he, I legitimately don't know what he did because I fucking unplugged that goddamn router and left it alone for like five minutes and plugged everything back in. And then he came out and he fucking looked at it and shined a light on it. And then I think he did the same, same fucking thing. And then that worked. I'm like fucking AT&T. <laughs> oh. uh. But it works now. So, you know, yeah. Technology. Whoa. So many issues. Oh my god. I gotta say though, not being on Facebook recently, very nice. Okay. Good. So that was a thing that I uh I decided I was gonna delete my Facebook app. Not my account, just the app. I just needed to be away from Facebook for a while. Because mm-hmm. it's just it's just so much shit every day. Yeah. Constantly. And I was it was just overload and I was like, I can't I can't deal with this. So I deleted the app and like the first couple days were weird because like I would be fucked with my phone and be like, oh, let's check Facebook's not there. <laughs> and then now I'm just like, oh, it's so nice not to like even like I'm not even like thinking about it anymore. And You're like, like oh. what? Huh? Yeah. What was- I'm like, oh, it's so nice. I still, I still have Messenger because like I have people I talk to through that. Yeah. But otherwise, like I don't I'm not haven't been on the, the actual site other than I think I had to jump on for like something or other. I had to f- grab some bullshit that I couldn't get through the the web or the um phone browser but otherwise yeah there you go technology is fucking awful that makes us stupid sure (laughs) i should know i have to do tech support yeah exactly (laughs) uh so um yeah i don't know if we have anything else we want to talk about before we go into the review um did we want to take a break yes let's do that so we will take a quick break and we'll be right back with hebrew hammer badasses boobs and body counts is a weekly podcast that discusses all things grindhouse exploitation drive-in and b-movies your three hosts mike we're, we're going to discuss the renee martinez directed picture the six thousand dollar Last what? Time. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the name of the Super movie. Super Soul that's, Brother. That's the name. When you that's start look the movie. At your DVD cover. When you start the movie, the first thing that comes up says. is the title, and it says $6,000. Mark. And I've been around a girl stroking a horse's dick. Somehow, somewhere down the line, 
I'm going to use that clip against you. Shh. Do it. Please do. And listener favorite, Iris. The deployment sock. And I'm like, deployment sock? What the fuck is a deployment sock? He goes, you know, you know that sock that you just use? Oh my God, you guys are so gross. Like, I'm like, See, so it happens for real. People do come inside. We'll make you question your political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop Sunday and can be found by searching for BB and BC Podcast via iTunes, Lipson, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and everywhere else you can download quality podcasts from. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at bbnbcpodcast.com. And now, another episode of Quarantine Theatre. Mordecai, mm. do you love your mother? No. Yes, of course. You're my mother. Of course I love your mom. Then when are you going to stop with this, this fucker certified circumcised dick nonsense and get yourself a real job? I do have a real job. I, I help people out. I do good things for the community. I play cards with the girls and they all have what to do talk about with their sons. They show pictures. The sons are lawyers and, and doctors, doctors and rabbis. rabbis. Yes, why Why can't I show a picture? So don't show a picture. Don't show a picture. Don't show them. You, you know my friend Maureen? Yes. Her son, the investment banker? Oh. He paid for her entire retirement in Boca Raton. Oh, what a man she is. Oh, Boca. Oh, what a man she is. Was it Boca? Was it Boca Raton? Yes, yes. Instead of schlepping to save Hanukkah, why don't you go back to business school and get your MBA so maybe I could go to Boca too? Oh, so I'll send you to Boca. I'll send you right to Boca, all right? No, no, I get it. I get it. I see what's going on here. Because my, my saving Hanukkah is something not good enough for my mother. Is that it? I, I don't want to argue with you. Oh, you don't want to argue, really? Are you, and you're, are you a peaceful woman? I want to eat in peace. Uh-huh. Is, this, is, is that what you do? You spread peace throughout the world, huh? No, no, we're gonna argue. We're going to finish this, cause you know what, mom? You know what, mom? I'm gonna, I'm gonna save Hanukkah just to spite you, all right? And next year, you know, when Hanukkah rolls around, and I've been plastered all over the newspapers and the television sets, and little kids and fashionistas are reading page six to see what the Hebrew hammer is wearing, hammer couture. That's what they're wearing, all right? And your friends and the little kids are opening the little presents and the little dreidels, and they'll have me to thank for it. But you won't have to tell them. You won't have to tell them because you won't have to show a picture. Well, do what you must. My son, he's a good boy. When there's danger on the streets and evil is everywhere, the only solution is circumcised. Who's the certified circumcised dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Shabbat shalom, mama. Adam Goldberg is the Hebrew Hammer. Santa's been rubbed out by his evil son, Damien. I'm Santa now! In less than 24 hours, Hanukkah will be no more. <laughs> we have to put into place an agent, the Hebrew hammer. Jew confirmation test initiated. Ooh, that's cool. Circumcision confirmed. He's a master of disguise. 
You're the guy who stole Hanukkah. The Hebrew hammer! He's a ladies' man. I want you to talk dirty to me. I want to have lots of children by you. I want to get a good paying, stable job. Yeah. I want for our children to go to private schools. Yes, keep going, keep going. Excuse me, children. He plans on personally canceling Christmas. Attention Kmart shoppers, there are Jews in aisle 12. Judy Greer. There's a reason they call him the Hebrew hammer. Kiss me, you Semitic stallion. Mario Van Peebles. You know, you tie it in. You don't have to hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. And Andy Dick. Someone's gonna get everything they want for Christmas this year. Next! <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer. A bad, bold, big-nosed, biblical brother. The Hebrew Hammer. This was released in 2003. And the synopsis is, an orthodox Jewish exploitation hero saves Hanukkah from the clutches of Santa Claus's evil son. And let's see. This was directed by Jonathan Kesselman. This was written by Jonathan Kesselman. Let's get our cast here. So Adam Goldberg plays Mordecai Jefferson Carver. Judy Greer is Esther. And I'm not even going to try and fucking... Blumen Bergensteinenthal. Thank you. <laughs> Andy Dick is Damien Claus. Uh, Mario Van Peebles is Muhammad Ali Paul Abdul Rahim. Uh, Peter Coyote is J, uh, JJL Chief um, Blumenberg. Blumenberg and Stein <laughs> Nora Dunn is Mrs. Carver. Uh, Sean Whalen is Tiny Tim. Tony Cox is Jamal. Uh, Richard Ryle is Santa. Uh, Melvin Van Peebles is Sweetback. Rachel Dretch is uh, Tivka. And a whole bunch of other people that I'm not going to go through because I'm lazy. Well, they're also not as big of a yeah. Part of that's the cast. true. Yeah. So, yeah. So, when's the first time you saw this movie? I want to say I thought. I want to say I probably saw it in two thousand three, two thousand four, when it first aired on uh, Comedy Central. Okay, so pretty soon after. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it right around the time it came out, or after when it hit Comedy Central, and then I think I rented it because when it was available because yeah. i was like oh cool i want to see this uncut which yeah there wasn't that much of a difference between the the tv version and the cut version it's just language it's right right exactly but uh yeah it was it was picked up pretty quickly by comedy central mm-hmm. i thought it was i actually thought it was a like a one of those like original movies that they'd done or something mm-hmm well, actually, one of my old uh, neighbors is mm-hmm. one of the producers on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's right. You told me that. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because he was, I didn't know he was working on it like at the time. Mm-hmm. But when it was finally released, I was like, oh, that's the project. Okay. Okay. And this movie, there's so much, it's so much is filmed in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And. Like where they have the scenes where it's the hood <laughs> um, is actually an area of Brooklyn that is largely or, um, Orthodox Hasidic Jews, and it is the J train. <laughs> so actually, I mean, some of it was like some of the signage was still the same. I mean, that's what cracked me up is like, you know, they had some other things where I'm like, yeah, okay, you're not you're not having to do much of any set dressing here. <laughs> 
because you do walk around there and uh i mean i've had friends that live nearby there i mm-hmm. but it's more i've had to go over in that area because i've had like landlords <laughs> <laughs> that were orthodox jews <laughs> um, <laughs> that live in that area okay or operate out of that area of brooklyn yeah oh, okay so yeah the, the the basic the basic plot of the the movie is that uh damien's is it damien santa or damien claw damien damien claws damien claws there we go there we go santa's son yes his evil evil son who murders santa and takes over and decides that he wants to destroy hanukkah so (laughs) with tiny tim as his terrible sidekick i i just Andy Dick is the the one person that I'm kind of like, I feel like he could have been more menacing. <laughs> yeah. Even though I know this is all completely over the top and ridiculous and it was supposed to be a comedy and right. laughable. But I feel like he could have at least been a little bit more menacing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he could be, but he was also pretty like... He was just obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> He was just flouncing and obnoxious and Andy Dick circa 2003. So probably yeah. on lots of drugs. Probably. <laughs> I mean, his character is, you know, drinking and doing coke in the movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, so then Hebrew Hammer goes and is trying to save Hanukkah. Or the JJL asks him to help to save Hanukkah. The Jewish Justice League. Yes. Oh, my God. And then there now, was. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I have to say okay, I'm not Jewish, but I worked at a Jewish community center for five years. So mm-hmm. I always made the joke of, I'm not Jewish, but I play a Jew on TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can, I, the whole beginning, the whole scene where they have the JJL and they're trying to find out, figure out who can save Hanukkah. Mm-hmm you know and who can go up against damien claus they have all these organizations some of them which are actual jewish organizations (laughs) so for me i have to say there's an extra like because i know of some of those Mm -hmm. you know like things i'm cracking i like it cracks me up and and maybe that's part of like with this movie there are a lot of little jokes like that Mm -hmm. that i think some people, if they've never been exposed to many Jews or many, you know, or are not, don't live in an area of the country that has those organizations, you right. know, they wouldn't get the jokes. They just, they might think they're funny, but they, <laughs> you know, they just think it's made up. Right. You know. Okay. So what was, I, I don't understand the It's a Wonderful Life gag. I just, I don't get it. It's such the ultimate fucking Christmas movie. Okay, I get that, but I don't. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I need to maybe need to talk to my Jewish friends about this and like find out like what do they have like a, a serious thing for Christmas? I don't. I don't. I don't know. That was like the one. That's like the one plot point in the entire movie. I'm just like what? Although I, I think it, well, it it led to a really funny bit with the the bootleg Yentles and filler on the roof. 
yeah. No, it's bootleg copies of Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life, where oh, they've right. spliced in there the, the Jews that you don't want to be Jewish anymore. Oh, okay. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if you caught that. I think I missed that part, yeah. Yeah, but I love that it. it's like, what's in the bags? Heroin? No, bootleg copies of Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. Like, that's what they're going to try to tempt all the Jews with to get them to, you know, forsake Hanukkah. Right. Um, and then all the children singing Christmas carols and the the, the kid who tries to sneak a, a, a tree into the house and he's like, it's a Hanukkah bush. Well, and I mean, it's, you see more Jews now, I would say, celebrating Hanukkah more in the materialistic fashion that Christmas has become, mm. then I would say you did, I don't know, 10 to 15 years ago when this was made. Okay. Just because of looking at the way Hanukkah is marketed now, I think. I didn't, I've never, I've never seen Hanukkah marketing, but this is. Well, I live in New York. So right, I exactly. <laughs> But see, I live in fucking California. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) I've known a couple of Jews and two of them were people, were women I dated. That's about as far as my reach has gone. Well, it's, I, yeah, like I said, I mean, I can't avoid it because of where I live. Right. Um, but it, it, it is also since I worked at the JCC and that now I get Hanukkah cards for my mom instead of Christmas cards. (laughs) It's like a joke we have going. I'm like, okay, because I'm not a Christmas person. Okay. And that's also why I suggested doing this movie because I'm not a, I'm not a holiday person. Yeah. This is underseen and this is, but this is the only holiday movie I actually watch. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think there's many... I just... Because I'm not into anything traditional this time Mm, of year. Right. I'm just not. And that's partly because of how I was raised. I mean, Mm. I know I mentioned on the show before but that I was raised Catholic, but we were not as Christmas crazy as most people. Halloween was our holiday that we celebrated. (laughs) Right. Because we were weird. Um, So, yeah, this is... That's why... Like, It's a Wonderful Life. That movie makes me cringe. Like, it really does. I don't I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Ugh, I don't think you're missing anything. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm also not a big Christmas person. I never have, or I haven't, haven't been since I worked retail. Like, that broke any, any semblance of liking Christmas out of me. Well, and that's the next thing I was going to say is I worked one holiday season retail in a mall mm-hmm. and hearing and I'm never a big Christmas Carol fan. But after that, no, I like cringe anytime I hear Christmas music. Oh yeah, <laughs> It just makes me want to go bonkers. Yeah, it's all bad. Because it's just so much. I don't know. So much of it is just not. I don't know. It's not good. It's just not good, exactly. It's <laughs> I, and it's too damn happy for me. Yeah, I think last, I think, I think my parents managed to get me to watch like White Christmas or some shit last year because it was on and they put it on. I was like, ugh, whatever. 
but then we ended up watching Cockneys versus Zombies, so that was pretty awesome. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I could I couldn't sway them to watch like Silent Night, Deadly Night, or anything. Okay, because I had that with me, and I was like, "Come on, Killer Santa, it's great." And they're like, "Oh, maybe we did." I don't remember. See, I can watch that. Or actually, the I this is what I've done the past couple Christmases, or mm. at least on Christmas Eve, what mm. I've done is watch Black Christmas. Yeah. The original one. Yeah, I like, would say Christmas. But, I think I did that Christmas Eve 2015. Yeah, I watched a bunch of Christmas horror movies with my uh, my girlfriend at the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's Silent Night, Deadly Night that... That qualifies too. That's yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, I think when we when we did ours, um, we ended up watching uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, the original Black Christmas, uh, Christmas Horror Story. I think it's the one that oh, that's what it's called with Shatner in it. That was fucking silly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's fun though. Yeah, it was fun. And then we watched um, oh, was it? Silent Night, Bloody Night, or some shit? I don't... Or Christmas Evil. Was it Christmas Evil? I think it was Christmas Evil. It ends with a guy driving... Spoiler alert for this fucking ridiculous movie (laughs) I can't remember the name of. Dude fucking drives his van into the sky. It is the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever seen. You have to see this movie. I think it's Christmas Evil. But it's fucking bonkers. But it's actually kind of good. Like it's it, yeah. it's a shitty like eighties horror movie, but it's also kind of great because it's so weird. I don't know. It sounds familiar, but I it's something I could probably stand to watch again. Oh yeah, yeah. It's probably on Amazon or something. I'm sure. But um, anyway, so yeah, Hebrew Hammer. Um, no, I, I just I, to see what holiday movies that they're pushing in. Oh yeah. You know. In there, what they say that oh, everybody for Christmas wants to watch Frank Capra's "It's a Wonderful Life," which is like, and it's funny that it's it's not really a Christmas movie. It just happened to be that it was super cheap, and then it got that it got picked up by TV stations, and they just played it every year, and that's why it's a tradition. Correct. Correct. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. That 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 is one piece of this that kind of, you know, they're they're kind of combat it with. Oh, let's make whatever Jewish positive movies we right. can, and it's Yentl and the Chosen. Like, oh my god, fucking Yentl. Yeah, <laughs> Yentl exactly. And Fiddler on the Roof. And Fiddler on the Roof. Right. I was like, come yeah. on. I was like, I'm like, there's nothing else. I was like, really. I was like, that's gotta be yeah, something. Yeah, there's else. more than that. There's more than that, but right. it, it was just it, the heavy hitters. It was right. just I too mean, fun. Yeah, I thought that I, I felt like there there had to be like a, there there should have been a fourth one. I just couldn't think of like, I don't know. But yeah, the yeah. The, Yentl, the the one two punch of Yentl and fucking Phil on the roof is just so good. Yeah. Because that was that was actually a gag I totally forgot about. Like I was, just, it's, I knew <laughs> I, I, I I thought Yentl was gonna show up at some point. Cause like I'm pretty yeah. sure that that gets mentioned in this fucking movie, and then sure enough, I was like, oh, there we go. Because I think I'd seen Yentl like the year or two before, because my <laughs> parents had rented it and they watched it, and we only had the one TV. And I'm like, fuck. Oh god. Yeah, that was not fun. I. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. 
pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, it's, uh, um, I think it's a. I think it's generally pretty funny. I just don't think it's super. It feels a lot like the best moments of the movie feel like they would be in an SNL like fake trailer. Right. And then like everything else is just kind of connective tissue that's not super amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's varying degrees of pretty good. And yeah. Yeah, I mean like the stuff with him and his mom is hysterical. Like I think that those scenes are fucking wonderful. Um So what are you gonna do after you get married? <laughs> Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like that stuff's all really good, but like there's a lot of just like random And and it, it helps you have I mean, Nora Dunn, she's great. Mm. And Judy Greer, I like her a lot. I yeah. feel like she's one that kind of gets overlooked a yeah. lot but i've always i always like like whatever she does yeah. pretty much yeah i don't know why she's not more stuff she's really good she's one of those people that my, my friend adam describes is you know she's almost there uh. it's like she's you know waiting it's like waiting for that big project Mm -hmm. and for some reason it never gets off the the ground or it has like one or two episodes and then something happens because like it's too weird or whatever you know right different things because like she was in arrested development and you know i first time i saw her was in jawbreaker okay however many years ago yeah yeah that was late 90s late 90s yeah yeah something like that that was one of her first roles wow yeah. But, you know, she has this great comedic, you know, timing yes. that works. Um, Tony Cox, I like that, you know, they added him as Jamal, the black elf. Yeah. <laughs> who, after evil Santa takes over, he goes and joins the Kwanzaa Liberation Front. Yes. And he's back and smokes a bunch of blunts and you know, hangs out with hot babes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which, I don't know, you don't watch as many, like, exploitation movies as I do. No. So there's some of this that, like, I kind of love for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like the homage to, like, Go to Shaft and oh, Super yeah. Block, some oh, of these yeah. other like I was this past summer, I saw Superfly on the big screen, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen it in a million years. But I was all of a sudden like, it's the same fucking car, pretty much, as the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot how similar the car was, you know, except with the Stars of David, you know. <laughs> right. But I love that they included. Mario and Melvin Van Peebles. Yep. In here. That was really uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, but, and, you know, and Melvin playing his sweetback character. Mm. That's what I thought. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that was perfect, especially with that outside the fucking Nazi bar mm-hmm. or. Aryan nation, whatever, whatever skinhead was. bar, yeah. skinhead white supremacist asshole bar. Yeah. Yeah. Which I have to tell you, 
Mm. I showed this to one of my friends who's Jewish, and that scene that takes place in the bar where he pulls out the guns and goes Shabbat Shalom, motherfuckers. I she lost it and started crying. She was <laughs> laughing so hard. And then she started. Then she I, I created a monster, and she started showing the movie to all these different members of her family, oh and they God. all had the same reaction. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently all the Jews love that. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why, exactly. Oh, shit. So. But, yeah, it's just a lot of the little, the little, like, like I said, just some of the little exploitation nods in there, mm-hmm. you know, obviously when they're handing out the bootleg copies of Capra's It's a Wonderful Life, you know, playing Pusher Man from Superfly. Mm. Oh, okay. Like, and doing the exact, like, split screen thing that they do when they play that song in the movie. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff like that that I I figured it was probably, like, homage to stuff. I just didn't know exactly which movies. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, obviously, like, I mean, I've seen a couple of, mo- I've seen a couple, like, exploitation movies from that era, and I'm like, okay, like, generally I know, like, and going into right. this, I kind of was like, okay, like, this time it was much more like, oh, okay, like, when he's driving and they're doing, like, the Superfly music play, I'm like, oh, this is probably, they're probably making reference to Superfly, obviously. Um, right, yeah, <laughs> right. And then, like, I know who Mario Van Peebles is and Melvin Peebles are. So, I mean, th- those were, like, the more obvious ones, and, like, the little ones were kind of like, okay, I'm like a... I'm like, it was more of just like this because it's an homage to that style of movie. It just makes sense that these are the things that are happening kind of thing. Exactly. And I don't think you necessarily need to have prior knowledge of this, you know, but it is kind of nice to see that. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, just a little something extra. But, um,. I don't, I don't know the, um, what was it that I was going to say? Oh, there's just a lot of little great, like weird things in here mm-hmm. that just kind of, it goes back to the fact of, I know a lot of Jews <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess having hung out or worked at a Jewish community center, like the scene where he's it's all in black and white like film noir style and he's listening to a tape you know Mm -hmm. and he's like you hear that it's him having sex with a woman and he says who's your abba who's your abba instead of who's your daddy (laughs) like because abba's the jewish word like like subtle little things like that Mm -hmm. you know i also and then the g dash the G dash D damn it. <laughs> Can't say the word God yep. out loud. Have to use the dash if they're Orthodox. <laughs> I like that when he was, uh, he's trying to get into the JJL and he has to go through the, the, the Jewish tests. The, that was the, I love the, the end, the, the final test where it's like the, was it the complaining? Circumcision. Yeah. That one. Check was, or, the, oh, the, yeah. The, 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 was it? Yeah. I think it's a, levels of complaining it's like buddhist something else and then jewish yeah that was wonderful yeah 
that and then the fi- his final weapon unleashing Jewish guilt to defeat fucking Santa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. The most valuable weapon in the Jewish arsenal is guilt. I mean, like, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I mean, what kind of arch nemesis are you? I schlep all the way up here and you don't even put anything to nosh on? Like, <laughs> no, no, please take the gun. No, no. No, no. No, I mean, should I really? I. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's got a lot of, it has a lot of really funny moments and parts, and there's also just parts where it drags. And I feel like having watched it on TV, mm-hmm. I think that kind of helped because yeah it got condensed and they cut out a lot of that stuff and also commercial breaks um, right but it's it's not it's not bad i think it's it's pretty good it's a fun little movie i do i kind of i'm still hoping that the sequel actually gets made because that would be awesome they well they reached their kickstarter goal or oh, okay. whatever whatever because that was only a hundred thousand only like that know, right? <laughs> like that's nothing I don't know where they finally came in at, but I know that they reached, they, they did at least meet that. Okay. Uh, so, but I, I love that they're, you know, pitching it as, you know, Hebrew hammer versus Hitler. And it's basically, yeah. you know, the, in the new political environment of, you know, neo-Nazis and yada, yada, yada. This, you know, this is the time where Hammer has to step back up, you know, away from his comfortable job or whatever. I don't know. It's just kind of funny that I, that, I mean, they've been talking about it for years, but it seems like now is absolutely the perfect time to do it. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's listed as in development on IMDb. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I think it had been for a while. <laughs> <laughs> for a while, though. But, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you'd at least have some of the... You'd at least have Adam Goldberg and Judy Greer attached to it. Yeah. I'm sure Nora Dunn would come back. Oh, uh, sure. But I don't know... I don't know anybody else. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, I mean, still, I don't see why, like... I'm, I, I could see where they could even like I'm surprised incorporate... they haven't gone to like Netflix or something to try and get it made right right because I mean this is like it seems like it would be a pretty small like small a uh, relatively small budget that Netflix could just you know they wouldn't have to throw that much money at it right so get on it Netflix make the Hebrew Hammer that's sequel true. that's true um just a couple other things that yeah, I was yeah. kind of that I kind of wanted to that that always get me in mm-hmm. here is that the chief of the JJL, anytime they they ever you see him, he's always eating or like sucking on candy. Yeah. He's got always got something like that. And you're like, I can only half understand what you're saying. Yeah, he's always and, he's, it's like he's always eating like a bagel or yeah. And then like the one he calls hammer, he's got fucking hard candy in his mouth and he's like <laughs> which leads to a very funny candy. <laughs> yeah leads to a very funny exchange of spit out the candy please repeat yourself slowly and clearly yeah but it's it but it's like even the scenes though 
Yeah, where he's just, yeah, he's eating the bagel or he's just, like, sucking on cream cheese. No, one part, one thing. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, like, his, his weird little character mm-hmm. thing. And, and the fact that they're, now that the, uh, the Jewish Justice League is inclusive and they have their black Jew and oh, yeah. <laughs> black Jew is Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. Right. But, oh my God. you know, um, and then I'm trying to think there's something else. Oh, the, um, when they have, when they go to, uh, they're trying to like go change the uh, the Judaic whatever oh, the Judaic right. They're trying to take whatever the, the Judaeum from the clock. Yes, right. Which is a right. weird fucking third act plot point. Plot. I I know that's the only thing where I'm like, okay, that's kind of odd. Why'd you throw that in there? Because but... we need to stop Hanukkah in forever somehow like i don't i i i, I think that like it they, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with like okay the villain wants to stop hanukkah and then like he basically stops him like halfway through the movie well they go after in the midtown kmart which i suspect is the astor place kmart <laughs> but that's beside the point <laughs> oh my god yeah. i haven't seen a kmart in years oh no we still have a few here or at least two that i know of right i should say but which cracks me up because i'm like yeah that's so exactly i've been in that kmart i know i have (laughs) but um they you know and they have the confrontation then with you know damien claus but i guess because they see he gets away and, and six the little kid, the little Christian kids on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jews on aisle seven. We have Jews on aisle seven. I know. <laughs> that was, that, yeah, that was pretty hysterical. And then like all the little kids chasing after them. And the, the, and, the underground and Jewish see, railroad. Yeah, with Harriet Toberman. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that it goes through the different, you know, it's like a Disneyland ride of the history of Jews, you know, Jews throughout history. And it includes, and they're like laughing at, ha, 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 the Jews in the, you know, the the Nazis in the showers, (laughs) taking the Jews to the showers, the concentration camps. And then it goes to a scene of a Jew's credit card being declined at Saks Fifth Avenue. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. The stereotypes that it goes after are completely, of course, I mean, ridiculous. Right. But, you know, which the, the thing of stereotypes does keep getting pointed out of how ridiculous stereotypes are, but yet it keeps amping up the stereotypes and falling into the stereotypes. Like, what it, what is, you know, of course, you know, when... Hebrew Hammer goes to Duke's, the skinhead bar. What does he want to drink? He wants to drink Manischewitz. Which they apparently have. And it says year 5757 in black label. Because that's the Jewish Jewish calendar. That's the year. I mean, like, the vineyard or whatever. 
It's just too funny. Uh, all right. So um, obviously you would recommend this. I would. I mean, it's a silly fun time. And I mean, you're right. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It it has some missteps. Um, but it it's fun. And it's it's just, I think you would enjoy it. I think it definitely it's someone who's like into exploitation movies, I think would enjoy it, you know, because they'd appreciate the nonce to that. Right. But then also, you know, anybody who's appreciates, you know, some satire, um, not very, I mean, it's not something you have to like think really hard about. No, no, no. It's very on the nose. But yeah, it's a uh, it's fun. It's like I said, it's a it's not perfect. And I think it's still a little bit more on this viewing just because I hadn't seen it in so long. Right. And I think right. it was more of that. I just remembered all the good parts of the movie and forgotten <laughs> everything else that wasn't so great. And I was like, oh, right. That's why I don't remember this part, because it's not that interesting. Um, yeah. And I don't think the movie necessarily suffers because of that, because it's still really entertaining and the good stuff is really good. It's just the weaker yeah. scenes are a little bit weak and they're, they kind of drag things down a bit. Um, but it moves at a pretty good clip. It's only about an hour and a half, maybe hour 20, something like that. Um, maybe an hour 25. Yeah. Something like that. Give or take. Um, and then, like I said, well, other than the, the very weird third act villain plot, that doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Um, again, leads to some very funny moments. And so, it, again, the, there's there's some weak parts of the movie, but they end up leading to funny bits. And so all the weak stuff kind of kind of works. Right. So, and yeah, check it out. It's super, it's it's worth a watch. It's on Amazon for free if you have Prime. So totally check it out. And, and I don't, I think it's probably on, it might be on YouTube. I think maybe, yeah. I, I think it was at one point, like it just like, in maybe three different sections yeah, or something yeah, like that. I think so, and it, it, I'm pretty sure you can but rent it for fairly cheap. If you get a ch- if you get a chance, um, sometime watch the short that it was based on. Ooh. And it was, you know, it wasn't. It was really just the bit that you see at the very beginning of the little kid who's trying to celebrate Hanukkah and he keeps getting shut down by all the different places. So it's really just more that, Mm -hmm. but it's all done in black and white. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny though, just the way it all sets it up. So it's, it's really only that small bit, but um, clearly I guess the right people saw that and said, Hey, develop it into a full movie. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. that's what, but, uh, if you, it, yeah, I'm sure you can find that on YouTube. Yeah, probably. I'll do this. Uh, dig around for that later. But it's included on the, the disc. If you oh, have the that. DVD, I don't know if it's on Blu-ray. No, it's not. Yeah. I don't see it. It seems like they wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, wouldn't have had a Blu-ray release, unfortunately, but the, no. I've seen the the DVD is super cheap online. So, um, right. So yeah, Hebrew Hammer, check it out. We'll be right back. Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host, Duncan McLeish, and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic 
old school horror favourites, as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms to see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off. So, thank you everybody for listening, or, fuck. (laughs) Let's try that again. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of VD Clinic. This was number eight? Seven? Eight? Eight. Eight. (laughs) Okay. Jesus. I can never remember what episode Good thing we did a movie this time around know, because right? would you be able to remember the book? I, probably not. I'm still working on uh, January's book. I am too. I'm so behind on it. I'm actually probably, yeah, I'm super far into I'm almost done with it at this point. I think I've got maybe, I think I think my Kindle thing says it has like four hours of reading left. Four hours and some Oh, change. nanny, nanny, boo, boo. I've Rub also it read it like three times now, so... You know, it's much easier going down a second time or third or fourth, whatever it is. No, I agree. I know it is. I know you have a little unfair advantage. Yeah, that's true. And I also, I kind of realized that as I was rereading, I was like, oh, right. I'm making people who are not necessarily fucking black metal nerds like me read this. This might be kind of dry and not interesting to them. It's interesting, okay. but we should talk about that next month. Yes, we shall with uh, Duncan and I believe uh, and Darren, Darren is actually going to join us. Yeah, so that's right. it's going to be what what uh, would you like to announce the movie and the book since that's our next episode? Yeah, um, I think or I thought I've already announced it, but we're doing um, until the light announced takes again. Us. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> until the light takes us and uh, black metal evolution of the cult uh, for January. So that's going to be super fun. For him, no. <laughs> I'm totally fucking with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can. I know. Because I can. All right. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, have, hope. Yeah, I hope everyone has a happy holiday, whatever holiday you happen to celebrate, um, or not celebrate, or not celebrate, as the case may be. And uh, everyone hope everyone has a happy and safe New Year. And uh, we'll be back in January. Say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the VD Clinic. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us at Twitter at VD Clinic Pod or reach us via email at VD Clinic Pod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group, VD Clinic Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and more.